Since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, global health systems have been challenged like never before. As time and resources were directed towards responding to the virus, it was the dedication of healthcare workers that kept services running. Amongst the uncertainty, our hardworking Queensland clinicians have continued their pursuit of excellence, innovating and adapting the way they work to ensure consumers always receive the best care possible. To them, the pandemic was an opportunity to learn and grow and to ensure healthcare delivery continues to evolve to the ever-changing landscape. Because if we've learned anything from the last two years, it is that things will always change and our clinicians will always rise to the occasion. Few people could have predicted at the start of the pandemic that we'd have multiple vaccines in the market and the global community would be looking towards reopening. While not as high profile as the vaccines, these projects have worked through and learned from the disruption to explore opportunities for improvement and ensure our health services continue to evolve. Imagine all the people sharing all the world. Sing it with me. You, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us. Firstly, I'd like to acknowledge our traditional landowners, custodians, Jungara and Turrbal people. I'd like to pay respects to their elders, past, present and future. My name is Lani Lawson and I'm the music therapist at the Gold Coast University Hospital. That song, Imagine, I was able to teach to a young adult in an acute mental health unit in about half an hour. Can you imagine learning a song like that in such a short time? Music therapy and acute mental health care is the delivery of evidence-based psychosocial interventions through creative and expressive arts. To become a music therapist, you need to complete postgraduate degree and music therapists need to continue their professional development throughout their career. So it's great, I'm really glad that the Gold Coast University Hospital has this music therapy position. It's still quite a pioneering field and thank you very much for having me here today. Why the ukulele? It's accessible, basically. It's a small instrument, easy to cart around. It has a pleasant sound and it's quite easy to learn and affordable. 
Successfully learning an instrument might instill a sense of self-worth and empowerment, accomplishment, which is quite beneficial for anyone who finds themselves in a mental health unit as possibly having an adverse experience out in society to have this skill and achievement can be quite uplifting. So when I provide my music lessons, I, I still run it within a music therapy context. So the emphasis is on social engagement, emotional regulation, and executive functioning. Past research has shown that ukulele lessons delivered to fathers of babies in neonatal intensive care units found that the peer-to-peer -peer support was beneficial to their stress reduction and they learned new coping skills. Also, music training has been associated with improvements in measures of executive functioning, such as inhibitory control, working memory and cognitive flexibility which is also quite relevant for our patients who have traumatic experiences where that part of the executive functioning may have been affected. Fortunately, we had a little bit of extra funding during COVID and I chose to use some of that funding to purchase some ukuleles. They're relatively inexpensive, about $30 to $40 each. That also includes the cost of printing out a few workbooks. So as you can see here, we've got how to learn to play chords, songs, and I also can teach how to read tablature, which is, it's basically learning a new language. And once you've learnt this language, you can really play pretty much anything. So there's three different modes of delivery with ukulele lessons, 30 to 45 minute individual sessions or group lessons. Sometimes music therapy, ukulele lesson might happen during a bigger session. And there was the option of self-directed learning as well, which was quite valuable during COVID lockdowns and restrictions, where the patients could borrow the ukulele and actually self-direct themselves to learn and practice. So I decided to collect some data over about four months, and this included observable behaviours during ukulele lessons. So they were recorded by myself directly after I ran the sessions. Uh, observations were recorded on a Leichhardt scale. Strongly displayed behaviours were recorded as strongly agree. And three overarching areas of inquiry included executive functioning, emotional expression and social engagement. Over the four-month period, I observed 48 consumers who were engaging in ukulele lessons and over the two mental health units. I've now expanded the ukulele lessons over about eight units between Gold Coast and Rabina Hospital. So here's some of the data I collected. Out of these questions, pretty much everyone attempted to play, but some chose to just watch, which was also met some of those other music therapy goals, such as just engaging socially. Some would sit, choose to sing along because we were often doing things like, don't worry, be happy. So if people didn't want to or feel brave or felt like they wanted to learn the instrument, they could still be a part of it. Um, and those who did choose to give it a try, I noticed the increase in social engagement with eye contact, and they follow directions. Most were able to remember what I'd taught, but that was probably the least noticeable. 
but majority made some positive self-comments, which was nice to see. So as I said before, patients had the option to keep the workbook if they were interested, and they could borrow a ukulele for their hospital stay. The percentage of consumers who chose to keep the workbook was just over half, 50%, 57%, and about the same borrowed the ukulele. And it's quite impressive seeing as that only about 20% had had previous experience in learning an instrument. So overall, about 85% of consumers attempted to play the ukulele and others chose to observe and partake in other social elements like singing, listening or discussing, having verbal discussions. About 55% who attempted to play borrowed the ukulele and some of those reported back to me that they had actually practiced. One gentleman was quite proud that he had learned how to play Twinkle Little Star, and he was looking forward to going home to play the song to his niece. Strongly expressed emotions were witnessed around 64% of lessons, and this included a range of emotions from tears to laughter possibly due to the emotional nature of music, but also that opportunity for social connection. So I guess the event itself provided that beautiful connection time where people could relax a little bit and let some of their emotions out that they may have been holding on to. I do remember sitting and singing a song and someone would be crying next to me, but it was a very supportive environment, so quite therapeutic and cathartic. Positive self-remarks were observed in about 90% of lessons, indicating overall that the lessons had a positive impact on engaged consumers, such as, oh, I didn't know I could do that, or, wow, you know, I can't believe it, which is exciting. Cognitive and social skills also, such as eye contact, following instructions, memory, attention, and discussions were more variable. But that's possibility uh, due to the acute acuity of mental illness. Despite the subjectivity of the observed data, because it was collected by myself, the facilitator, my music therapy aims were achieved, which included the high level of engagement in a low cost and low risk therapeutic activity. Ukulele lessons are a flexible mode of intervention that can be used as a brief intervention as well, so it only takes about 30 minutes to build that rapport and possibly an interest in a brand new hobby. In a small group environment, ukulele lessons provide a rich, expressive social environment, encouraging consumers to share musical preferences and experiences. Uh, ukulele lessons would be beneficial to the inclusion in acute mental health units, especially in that time of isolation where we were unable to have visitors and give them a goal to work towards something, something to get better at and practice. So I would say from my experience, suggestions for further exploration could be more formal feedback collection and also a longitudinal study to see if, if the ukulele actually did become a hobby. <laughs> Thank you very much. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, 
head on over to Facebook and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.